Throughout the career of a new commercial pilot, you're going to be faced with a great many challenges. Flying different aircraft, new locations, often remote, being away from home and family and friends, unfamiliar places with unfamiliar people, just to name but a few. But GA can also prevent challenges which are difficult to deal with and, to be honest, are completely unnecessary. In this episode, I want to discuss some of these challenges and give some possible strategies in resolving them. All that and more coming right up. So strap in and let's get into it. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 64 of Flight Training Australia podcast, the podcast all about flight training and flying in Australia and beyond. I'm your host, Trent Robinson. Thank you for joining me. Firstly, apologises, no, not apologises, apologies for missing last week. <coughs> yep, I got a cold and still have this cough and it's just started as I started recording this again, but hopefully we'll make it through. Um, yeah, it seems to be a bit going on at the moment. It's uh, COVID, but not COVID. Uh, knocks you around, makes you feel flat, seems to go away for a little bit, then comes back again. Um, yeah, lots of people are seeming to be getting it, and uh, it was my turn. So there you go. Um, shout out to everyone who has messaged me in the last few weeks. Uh, a common theme has been uh, where you can purchase some Flight Training Australia hats and uh, am I making shirts or anything else, which is really, really cool. Um, the fact that you'd want to wear that is awesome, and I truly appreciate the support, guys. Um, I, I, the hats that I've got, I just got a few printed locally, uh, so I need to work out a bit more of a online automated kind of process because uh, I've already got a few that I owe people, and I still haven't got to the post office. So <laughs> I don't want to be holding that up um, by being reliant on me. So once I get a, uh, a process sorted out, which is a bit more automatic, I will get that underway as soon as possible and be sure to let you all know about it. So thank you uh, for everyone asking that. That's awesome. I've also had a lot of feedback from the last episode uh, just after the recent tragic events uh, in Australian aviation in recent weeks. Many of you found a lot of comfort in that episode and um, and sharing uh, thoughts and feelings of, of what I said and, and how we all felt and how these accidents have impacted us, either Either, either these ones that just happened or others that we've lost in the past. So thank you. I'm, I'm glad that you've, you've found some comfort in that and you, you realise that you're not alone. We're all in this together. Uh, I think any time someone in our own industry uh, loses their life doing what we're supposed to just go and love um, what we're doing and, and work so hard to get there, um, it is just nothing short of tragic and every industry I think supports their own in that way and I'm, I'm really pleased to hear that um, from those of you I heard from. So stay strong and uh, yeah, I'm glad that the, the words helped and, and just keeping check on your own personal minimums and, uh, you know, standards. And I guess uh, part of that is leading into today's episode as well, that you're not alone. And there is a lot of support out there in all different aspects um, of our of our career and our and our industry. So today's episode, I, I, look, I've been wanting to do this for so long, and I still don't even know if now's the right time. But I've just got to do something and say something because 
it's, in a way it's driving me nuts. Um, it, it's something that faces a lot of commercial pilots one point or another. I've been through it. I know plenty of others are going through it right now and plenty of others have been through it before and hopefully don't have to do it several times over. And that's pressures coming as a commercial pilot working in general aviation. We get pressures as students and private pilots as well, but commercial pressures, they come in all forms, uh, from operational to internal pressures uh, to those we put on ourselves, financial pressures, and, and even just our own performance standards and a bit of perfectionism. There is a saying in general aviation that goes something like, well, that's just GA. When you get treated poorly, that's GA. When you don't get paid well, that's GA. When you get asked to work for free, come in on your weekends, work long hours, that's just GA. When your aeroplane is falling apart, that's GA. What does that actually mean? How can you be treated this way? How should you be treated? What, what's it reasonable? What's illegal? It's going to be a bit of a tough episode, but we're going to work through it together because, frankly, I'm getting sick and tired of hearing that that's just GA. We all know that operating with passengers is a high pressure in itself, even if they're friends and family. It's a great responsibility to complete the flight in the shortest time possible to maximise profits, dealing with traffic, weather, clearances, restricted airspace, all these things can add pressures and present us with decisions to be made which, depending on our experience levels, may comply or contravene common sense and safety protocols. This, in turn, places everyone at potential risk, including yourself. What price do you put on yourself or your loved ones or your passengers? Because that's the question some employers and operators should be asking because that's what they're asking you to do. So let's just go through a few topics which can place pressure on a pilot and how one might go about facing those problems. Dealing with aircraft maintenance standards from aircraft maintainer is not something we often get a choice in. Your airplane gets fixed wherever it's getting fixed. Unless you're management and have some sort of say in it, there's probably not much you can do. However, reporting of maintenance issues and assuring that they're dealt with properly in a timely manner and in accordance with the regs is something we can have control over. Now, I can hear you saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I put something in that maintenance release, my ass is grass. And I get that. I hear it all the time. But what you've got to understand and ultimately what you've got to decide is what are you willing to put up with? Because how that maintenance item, whatever it could be, it might not be anything much, but it could be something more severe. Are you willing to put yourself in that aeroplane? Are you willing for your family to fly in that aeroplane? And if the answer is no, then you write it up. And if they try and clear it and get rid of it, you write it up again. It's just what needs to be done. And everyone in your team, in your operation, needs to support you in it and they need to do the same thing as well until it gets fixed because accidents happen when half the time they're avoidable and often can be contributed to something like 
a faulty item that everybody knew about, but never got fixed, because it was never written up. The HAMC, or the Head of Aircraft Airworthiness and Maintenance Control, is a person that takes maintenance items, sends it into the maintainer, and checks that everything has been done and completed. They're the person you should be going to if you're having any problems. Your pilot role, you want to do thorough pre-flights, identify defects, and get them reported. You don't necessarily have to say Aircraft US, and some operators will argue that you're not authorised nor have uh, the training to be able to say that the aircraft's US. But you can certainly write up anything that is not working. You might have an MEL. You can use the MEL to help you maybe get by for a couple of days until it does get fixed. But ultimately, we've got to get used to writing things in maintenance releases. Any aircraft maintenance release that keeps coming through every 100 hourly with nothing on it, when CASA do an audit, they're going to be starting looking and go, what's going on here? Because we all know when we're all flying 30, 40-year aeroplanes, uh, year-old aeroplanes, it's just not how it works. Qantas can't even get through things at the moment without stuff going on. Aircraft get used. Usage creates breakage. It's just a simple fact of life. So we need to make sure we're looking after it. This can lead on to employer pressures. Getting the maximum out of any employee is naturally a main focus of any employer. We can all demand good money and the best conditions and above award of wages. But at the end of the day, if the business isn't making any money, there's no point in operating. It's just simply going to run into the ground and you won't have a job. But this tends to lead to commercial pressures which can potentially push you into decisions you wouldn't normally make or seemingly force you to work beyond the legal limits. Let's just have a look at that maintenance issue again. What if you've got a dodgy engine gauge? Fuel gauges, oil temperature pressure gauges often don't work, overread. You know it's the gauge, it's been like that for a while. But why has it been left? Usually all gauges cost money. To fix it means time offline, which means it's not out there taking paying passages or freight and making money. But how do you know the gauge that isn't working is actually not overheating for real this time? How you know if everything is working as it should? This is the Swiss cheese all starting to line up and reach the end. The end being the accident or incident. The fact is, by accepting bad maintenance, it places you at risk and your passengers at risk. If it heads or leads to an undetected engine failure, which could have been prevented, handled properly and landed at the nearest suitable aerodrome, this is going to cost much, much more. Now, some operators will use the, the uh, excuse that they just can't afford the costs. Jet, there's no money to be made in general aviation. Well, there can be. But as with any market, you price yourself low at the bottom rack, you'll attract a certain type of clientele. Put the price up, you'll, you'll get another one. I know that's a very simplistic statement and there's more to it than that. But I see that even up here in Darwin. There's plenty of operators charging a hell of a lot more than some and they are plenty busy. So there is the work out there. These excuses are not ones we should be accepting in this industry. Australian aviation on a whole is very safe and maintains a high standards. And there's a lot of operators that I'm pleased to say do the right thing and look after things. They get it fixed. 
There are, though, like in every industry, some will look to exploit the situation as best they can, putting pressures on you, making you feel like you're going to lose your job if you do write anything up or won't fly the aeroplane, but essentially the gambling that the ultimate risk will not eventuate. When does the life of a pilot or its passengers cost more than the routine maintenance? What do we value more? What about weather? I've seen plenty of times. Oh, there's a gap in the weather. Come on, you can go now. Operations pushing you. But you know better. And the biggest message here I can say is to hold fast and say no. If you're being unreasonable, hopefully you'll get educated. But you'll know the difference between being forced and coerced and being encouraged to do something that maybe is slightly out of your comfort zone and maybe you need a little bit of extra training. Maybe you need someone to go with you. Maybe you can ride along with somebody else to get that experience or exposure. Make the suggestion rather than just saying no. At the end of the day, what does the operator want? They want to get the job done. So there is get the job done, but there's also get it done safely and back alive. Business models of operators, therefore, need to be reviewed. The pilot award exists to give you, as per every employee and all other industries, certain rights and protections. These, however, can be stretched and challenged. Contracts or employment agreements usually are as per the award, but the expectations and the reality of the job are not. Things like unpaid overtime, extending flight and duty limits, expecting you to work on days off. These are not acceptable and should not be commonplace or just accepted because it's GA. Let me be clear, days off are that. They are for not coming into work or working for free. They are for rest. They are for relaxation, for recreation. They are for you to do with what you want. They are RDOs. They are rostered days off. Rostering should always be done as per the award a week out for two weeks. Any changes to that needs to be done in agreement with you or penalty rates apply. If you're not familiar with the pilot award, I strongly recommend you have a read. I'll put the link in this episode description, but it can be found most easily on the AFAP website. Have a read. It is very difficult to read. And that's why it can be exploited. It's not quite that simple, especially when trying to calculate what pay and conditions you're able able to do. But if you're having troubles with employment agreements, with expectations that you feel are unrealistic and trying to deal with it within the organisation, then places like AFAP and so on are there to help you. And that's an avenue that you can choose to go down if you so desire. Many expect that CASA are going to protect us and deal with bad employees in industry. And this is absolutely their role and function to uphold the rules and the regulations and maintain safety. However, this can't happen without the willingness to report incidents and this is where we as an industry fall down. And believe me, I get it. No one wants to be singled out, ostracised. You should be protected. 
you should be safe. No one should be told that you will never get another job in industry, receive threats. This is workplace bullying and harassment, and I hate a bully. This brings us out of CASA land and into fair work and AFAP. The point I'm trying to make is you do have rights and protections and plenty of support out there, but we have to stick together. If you jump on opportunities whilst your colleagues take the fall for doing what is right, is that an employer you want to work for? And is that something that you can sleep at night knowing that you didn't stand up and accept the same conditions? It's only just for a little while, but I really need the twin time. If it leads to an accident, what then? No one should be working under duress like that. I'm not saying don't work hard. If you get paid for eight hours a day, don't be surprised if you get expected to do eight hours. It's not about you going flying, getting a few hours, and then get to go home the rest of the day. You might need to wash an aeroplane. You might need to help in operations. You might need to help with maintenance. That's part of it. That's part of the experience and part of the adventure, earning your way. But working beyond what the expectations of the award are, this is not. If we keep allowing these practices to continue, then it will continue. If people keep taking jobs for dodgy operators, dodgy operators will continue to operate. Safety must be number one priority. And there can be no place for operators exploiting their employees, the maintenance practices, and ultimately their clients. Employers will say, we'll leave. There's plenty of new vulnerable pilots willing to take your place. But that's because they don't know any better. We need to look out for them too. We need to share information with each other, keep an eye out for each other, and support each other when action needs to be taken. It doesn't need to end in a fist fight but dodgy operators need to go. There's no place for them here because that's not what GA is. GA is an adventure. It's an experience. It's an opportunity to learn, grow and develop ourselves towards the career path we're aiming for. It's meant to be fun. It's been some of the best time of my life and it'll be some of the best time of yours too. But if you feel the hairs on the back of your neck standing up, if your gut starts churning and it just doesn't feel right, then talk to someone. Get some advice, find a mentor, and have someone that you can go to if there's no one within internally in your organisation to go to. Be safe, and let's all make a difference. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope that comes across... um, in the way I intended it to, which is just full of support and I don't want it to be doomy, gloomy. Like I said, there's heaps of fantastic operators out there that are doing the right thing. If you'd like to reach out, if you want to share a story, uh, feel free to uh, add a comment on the uh, the post when I put this on my Facebook page. Um, if you want to just post me confidentially, feel free to send me a message. You can do that on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, or on LinkedIn. Um, you can also email me info at trentrobinsonaviation.com.au. The link's in the episode description and also on my Facebook page, I think. 
you can get me there. All right, guys. Take care of yourselves. And until next week, blue skies and remember the golden rule. Aviate, navigate, communicate. Cheers, everyone.